Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come before your throne of grace where we can find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. And, and we need you, Lord, all the time. It's not a time day go, day go by that we don't need you. So we thank you that you've promised to never leave us or forsake us. You're always here for us. You're here to bless us and help us. You're here to listen to us and love us. And we thank you so much for all that you give us. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen. So uh, today we're going to talk about the fact that your faith heals you. Amen. Your faith heals you. Amen. We need to understand that everything God does is done by faith. Amen. It's done by faith and it's done by the power of his word. His word uh, is released, is activated really by faith. The things that that he wants to see come to pass, uh, he puts his faith stamp on it and then it will come to pass in its season. Uh, I like to think about God's word as being already set in motion and ready to be released at the proper time. Got me? So that you never have to doubt that, you know how people say, you know, these Christian buzzwords like season. You know, in this season. Well, what season is it? It's always a good season to use your faith. You understand what I'm saying? Faith is not seasonal. Let me just put it to you that way. So, you know, people used to say stuff, well, this is a healing season. It's a blessing season. It's a this season. Listen, it's a season for whatever you want to believe God for. In Noah's day, it was a, a building an ark season. He was the only one that got the message, so he was the one that, that did it. Amen. So he wasn't waiting on a, a ark season for everybody else to agree with him to do something. Amen. So it's whenever your faith is activated. For instance, if you if you want to be saved, you don't wait till the salvation season. Jesus said, "Today is the day. Now's the appointed time. You can be saved at any time. You can be healed at any time. You can be delivered at any time. Why? Because the price has been paid for everything. Amen." So we can claim these things by faith. You know, people are talking about, I remember back in the day, a while back, wasn't too long ago, was the wealth transfer. They quit preaching that because nobody, after a while, that, that kind of, there was no more faith on it anymore. If y'all don't recognize it, I'll tell you what's going on. I might not say it every time I get up here, but Baba knows what's going on. I said, now listen to that. They trying to preach it. It ain't no faith out there out there for it. Amen. Them words is bouncing right back off the walls into their head. Huh? So after a while, they quit preaching it. Huh? If it's true and it's coming from God, the fact that nobody's believing it doesn't, you know, we're not here. This isn't like an Amway meeting. Can I say that? Where we gotta have rah rah rallies and and hype everybody up and get everybody on board and huh? Sometimes you might have to preach into the the middle of nowhere and nobody there to give you an amen and nobody there to pump you up and nobody there to tell you anything, but you know it's in your spirit to declare certain things, huh? That's how they happen doesn't depend on somebody out there believing it 
believe it if you want to, but if it's God's word, it's going to get preached. You got me? (laughs) It's funny. Now, you know, a lot of times we preach to the atmosphere of unbelief. I remember when I first started talking about miracles, y'all would sit out there and say, pass me the popcorn. Huh? Everybody was willing to give me another sandwich. Even another cup of coffee. You get up and walk around, scratch and all that kind of stuff. But now everybody's believing for miracles. Amen. There's not a person in here anymore that looks in unbelief. It's like it's an expected thing. Well, when God first tells you to preach something, you'll be preaching to an atmosphere. Well, number one, the, the little sheep are just gone to sleep, you know. <laughs> wake, wake me up when she talk about something good. You understand? <laughs> you know, it is true. Everybody's here to get their little ears tickled. And people resent sometimes being challenged. You know, we resent our faith being challenged. Oh, I got to believe that too. Oh man, here we go again. When we going to get to the juicy part? Huh? <laughs> You know, saints will mess you up if you look. The scripture I love that I remember reading is God said, don't look at their faces. I said, I'll take that. Amen. I'll preach to the woodworks if I have to, but his word will get preached. So, so everything in God's kingdom works by faith. There is nothing that is going to happen just because we beg and we upset about stuff the way it is and we don't like this and we don't like that it must come to us by faith amen we've got to exercise our faith in god to make the necessary changes to make the necessary adjustments to make uh the the atmosphere conducive to those things happening to to our having our peace about them all that kind of stuff we have to uh believe god for so so this it's that way for everything you get from God and definitely that way for your healing. Your healing has to challenge the status quo in your body. That word of health must challenge the status quo in your body. And so if you're to receive alleviation from symptoms, if you're going to have all your symptoms be eradicated, you have to receive what you need from God by faith. So in Mark chapter 11, uh, verse 22, this is right after the uh, disciples and Jesus walked past a place where that the day before Jesus had had uh, cursed a fig tree and Peter looked at in verse 21, Peter calling to remember it said to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said to them, have faith in God. Amen. Have faith in God. Now, most people jump down to 23 without 22. You look at 23 without that, you're going to be a confused little kooky. Because you'll be trying to put faith in yourself and that never works. Jesus said, put your faith in God. In other words, what he said to the disciples, I'm not doing that as a man just like you. I'm doing that under the direction of the Father. So I put my faith in the Father God, and that's where the power comes from. Amen. 
Now, see, the disciples walked with him every day and couldn't figure a lot of things out that, like, ordinary, normal people figured out. Uh And you remember the centurion came to Jesus. His servant was sick. Jesus said, I will come and heal them. He said, no, brother, I don't think you're going to rush up in my place like that. It's kind of raggedy up in there. You know, I ain't cleaned up. I ain't expecting nobody. You know, uh-huh. he, Jesus would go in there if he's, if he was a, a Roman, he saw, uh, uh, statues of Zeus and, and, uh, wait a minute, that's Greek. What's, what's the Roman name? Apollos? Okay, the OS name and US name. So yeah, that was Zeus and Aphrodite and all them people. And so if, if, if you know you don't worship him, then you know you're not deserving. Let me blow my nose over here. Amen. Huh? It's true. This is why people struggle with faith. It'll shock you the scriptures that will tell you you blessed just because you worship God. <laughs> it will say nothing about your exotic confession. About your belief you receive when you pray. Huh? Because faith works by love. And without love, your faith don't work. So for people who worship God, faith is almost an automatic thing. They don't even have to work hard at it. You just get stuff because you love him. Anybody ever been married? Oh, brother, here we go again. Now we didn't go into Death Valley all of a sudden. Huh? See, you want your husband to go to baby I love you, Ruth. And you know the stuff that'll make him say it too. And you know not long after that, cha-ching. <laughs> Help me out, Miss Vicky. Now, yeah. See, I know what they're going to do to me, but you know, I'm, I'm depending on you now. They leave me out there high and dry like a crazy woman. Huh? But it's true. God find out you love him. You're going to worship him every day. So what can I do? <laughs> she is again. What can I Let's send her something. Let's get the girl something together. Huh? Then you feel prompted to ask for stuff. He said, there it is. Let's send her that. So she'll know I sent it to her. She knows I received that. Amen. And so this is how faith works. It works kind of automatically through the release of your spirit, man. You mean to tell me I don't have to read to go through the seven steps of faith and you know, you can do that. That's all good. It's good to have understanding if it gives you understanding. But if it ties you up in bondage to where you're not free to love on God because you love him. And let him know that you you want to obey him. You want to do everything he wants you. If you're not free to do that with your seven steps or your 20 steps or your three steps. Or your one minute worship. Then you got to go back to the things that pour automatically from your heart. Amen. The love toward God. The thankfulness toward him. The blessing that He he wants to give you. All of that kind of stuff. 
So when you put your faith in him, that means you're a worshiper of God. It's automatic, you know. You gotta, you gotta understand that, that that's, that's first and foremost. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That means to be a worshiper of Him. Amen? The Bible tells us to forget not His benefits. Amen? Just always understand that God has their benefits toward what you are doing, your relationship with God. He has relationship with you so that he can benefit you. And the Bible says he daily loads us with benefits. It's not a skimpy thing. He wants to empty the treasure. It's his good pleasure to give us his treasure. Amen. And so God wants to, to bless us mightily, but he, his hands are tied if we don't obey. The command to worship him and the command to love him. And so when you put your faith in God, it starts with worship. It starts with a life of worship. It's good to, to worship God and bless his holy name to daily, always have the praise of God on your lips. Amen. So Peter, when he talked, Peter calling to remembrance and, and Jesus knew where he was going with this. You know, many times the disciples were trying to butter Jesus up. Amen. Look at what you did. And Jesus said, uh-uh, have faith in God. Amen. It's like the centurion. He said, now, he said, don't come to my house. He said, you'll need to do that. He said, because I noticed something about you. He says, I'm a man under authority like you are. And I say to this one, do this, this one, do that, and they obey me. He said, you're under somebody's authority. You're not just a mere man. Amen. And and what that was is he was alluding to understanding that Jesus was anointed. See, when Jesus, when God anointed Jesus for his ministry, he was in the temple at the time. And he read that scripture from Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's in a, well, the centurion wasn't in the temple, but he figured it out. He got the same understanding better than the people in the temple because people in the temple paid no attention to him and that he was anointed. But you have to believe that vessel is anointed before you can get anything from God. You know, sometimes people sit in judgment of ministers way too much because once they stand in an office, whether you feel oozy around them or whether they live right according to yellow standards, whether they say something wrong here and there or whatever, uh, you got to believe that there's an anointing on them that comes with that office and the authority with that office. Many people have been jump-started in their ministry by people sitting in a congregation that just had a need and, and they never prayed for a sick person before and they you, you get one of those uh, congregants who just do well do it anyway i don't care if you don't have faith do it anyway amen or roberts a lady came up to old roberts like that he said i don't like ma'am i just don't be, had a faith for a creative miracle she said i do you pray for him amen and <laughs> Baby got what he needed, amen. And so many times, see, it's a a a shared thing. 
It's their faith drawing from your office and your anointing. Amen. And so it's, it's good to have people with high expectations as far as spiritual things are concerned around. It's, it's wonderful to have that because then that puts a demand on heaven to, to bring in through that vessel something greater than what they could believe for by themselves. And so the centurion so impressed Jesus, he remarked at how great his faith was. He said, you've got faith in the word and the anointing and not faith in me. And this is what Jesus was doing with the disciples many times when he would teach them. is teaching them how to put their faith in God the Father as the author of everything that was going on instead of having faith in either themselves or in him as human vessels. And so God wants... He always wants us to put our faith in him. So when we put our faith in God, how do we do that? We must believe his word. Amen. You have to believe what it says in God's word. So Jesus said here, for truly I say to you, verse 23, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and should not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things that he says will happen, they will happen, and he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them when you pray. Amen. Believe you receive them when you pray. At that time that you pray, you must believe you receive it then. And he says, then you'll have it. You can't believe. See, if you believe you'll, you have it then, that's the highest level of faith. You believe without seeing. Anybody can believe once they see. And then many times stuff will come to you and you won't even give God glory for it because that kind of faith can be misplaced very easily. See, you can misassign that faith to some other circumstance that just just happened to happen at the same time. That's true. So that's why Jesus insists that you believe you receive it when you pray. And then you'll get it. If you don't believe you receive it when you pray, it may show up anyway. It'll show up by the prayer of agreement. Y'all heard of the ride-along, right? Where they'll take somebody, or an experienced cop will take somebody who's never been and put them in a uniform, let them ride her. That's, that's a prayer of agreement for a lot of people. Just saying. It ain't illegal. But at some point, they're going to put that badge on you, and you ain't going to be a ride-along no more. You're going to have to perform. And with God, you never know when that day is. You might get stalled somewhere in your usual agreement with someone. But well, let me go to Miss Nola because, you know, she prayed for about two, three hours. I heard her pray at least for hours straight out there. But let me go over and see what she got. huh? Right? Or Pastor Shirley, I need some money. Pastor Shirley good at them getting them bills paid. Girl, I never, never know nobody pray so quick and get bill money. Come right in the same day. Huh? After you done blew it too. 
So you good to have a prayer partner then because you done messed up. I saw you. Uh-huh. True. But see, God just looks at that and he said, no, ain't that sweet. They think they fooling me. <laughs> and one day he just taps on your little shoulder and you got to have your faith for yourself now. Huh? Something is going to happen that's going to cause you to have to turn yourself in. Amen. Say, God, please help me. I've been riding along on so-and-so's faith all this time. I just got to get it for myself now. Amen. So he says, believe you receive it when you pray. That is the best way to do it. He says, and by the way, when you up in my face praying, don't come here if you mad at somebody. Don't come up in here if you got something against somebody. Don't do that. Huh? He said, even if you're giving your tithes and offerings, leave them behind. I don't receive them. If you got something against somebody, don't think you're going to bribe me with that little money you'd be giving. Well, that's the way they did it back in the day. And people, don't tell me people ain't tempted to do it now. Huh? The Bible says money answers all things. It don't answer to God, but he'll let you know that. He'd rather have us live in harmony than to have us giving. That's what it says in my Bible. I don't know what it says what y'all read, but that's what it says in my Bible. So all these things have to line up with love. Amen. Love is a fulfillment of the law. After you... you uh, Learn how to love and you learn how to forgive and walk in love toward people. Amen. Love doesn't expect anything from anybody. Doesn't demand anything from anybody. Amen. It's just, hey, you know, God, God takes care of that. And we have to be peaceful about it. You know, if, if you don't think you, if you're not getting what you think you're supposed to get from people, I don't know why we get so people dependent, but you know, God is your source of everything. Huh? And if we get two people crazy, he'll have people dry up from around us and people start treating us bad and we, well what, what happened? What? <laughs> Seriously? Then you try to correct it, you won't go be nice to everybody and go buy somebody something and see if you can get them to treat you nice, they treat you worse. They'll even recognize it that's god knocking on your door amen telling you "Uh -uh, i take care of you if you don't have it yet amen either you don't need it i'm sick of hearing you craving it and screaming about it you got to learn how to do without it amen oh that's how you teach your children to grow up Huh? Everybody screaming for something. You know, if you have little small children all about the same age, but you get a new baby in there, and all of a sudden everybody's screaming at one time. You ever figure that one out? Huh? They see the baby getting all this attention. They figure, I better put my scream in too. I ain't gonna be nothing unless she with that baby. She's still with that baby. Like that baby. 
Huh? Scream more when they see somebody getting blessed. Huh? God will teach you to mind your own business. Ain't your business how much he blesses somebody, when he blesses them, and what he blesses them with. Now, you can be inspired and encouraged, but you cannot covet it. Amen? Can't do that. Nothing please God, too. So he'll wait until all that screaming dies. And you go off and do something else. Amen? <laughs> go back to life as normal. <laughs> Praise God. So God wants to to develop our faith. That's that's number one on the agenda. Developing our love and also developing us in faith are two important things in God's kingdom. He will take care of your needs. That's a given. So we have to live in the, the realm where we understand and we know that our needs are provided for. You can't be nervous about your needs and have God's peace at the same time. Nor can you be nervous about your needs and have this kind of operation of faith work for you. Because you'll you'll start confessing the wrong things. You ever be, try to be be peaceful about something your mind won't rest, your mind keeps chewing it up and won't let won't let you you be peaceful about it. And 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 you know if you're in that place it's very hard to keep your confession consistent because there's something trying to work its way either into your heart or out of your heart. Amen. And it's something else that has your attention. So that's why Jesus promises to take care of us. He said, if you can just let that be a given, know I'm going to take care of you. Amen. If you obey me, I'll take care of you. Amen. Just simple things and don't get, don't get crafty and don't get crazy. You, you understand what I'm saying? Don't play me in other words. Just be straight with me. Do what I command you to do and, and love me. You know, do it in love. It's not like I'm some kind of mean drill sergeant that won't give you anything if you don't shape up. You know, I'll let you know I love you. But there's some things that you must do too. That's just normal in a covenant. It's normal in any kind of living. So there's a responsibility that believers have to live the way God wants us to live. And part of that is through forgiving others and showing them the love of God. See, we're commanded to show them the love of God. When it says love your neighbor as yourself, that means show them how much I love you and what I think about them through you. Amen? So, and, and it's not easy to master when you're trying to get everything for yourself. But if you can forget about you, I say, God, I'm not worried about me. You take care of me. I know that. Let me go out here and do what you tell me to do toward other people. Amen. Let me do what do do what I do toward other people, and so it, it's the way that that He wants us to live as an image of Him. When we say we're the light of the world, we are to to dispel darkness. Number one, out of ourselves, but the other part is to love people so that darkness leaves them as well. Amen. And, and that's how it happens. 
You know, you can love people into obedience to God. You can love them into submission to God. You can love them into um, excellence in the way that they live their lives. It's all possible if if we let it work by love. So anyway, he says here, if you don't forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. And that's very important. You you can't get behind in your forgiving. Amen. You can't rack up some debts where that's concerned. You got to stay current with with all of that if you want to stay current with your your uh, prayers being answered. Amen. You got to love people as you. You got to do a sacrificial love until it's kind of like automatic. You know, you think about things that that you can do that are are kind things for people, and don't be afraid. How they gonna treat you? How they gonna take it? If, if you, if I do this, I won't be too nice to them. They gonna think I'm some kind of doormat or something. Uh huh. They gonna think I want them. Huh? Father's Day is coming up. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> But this is sometimes a conflict that people get into with fathers of children. You've never been married to the dad. You know, the baby daddy syndrome. Well, I ain't going to give him nothing. He going to think I want him. Not in his wildest imagination would he think any. The way you treated that brother the last time, you oh, no, honey. He won't make that mistake. Huh? And God don't even want you to do that for that reason. He just wants him to know you are a Christian now. That you honor them, them as a child's father. It would shock you some of the things people say about each other and they got kids together. I'm serious. It's ridiculous. Oh, no good. You didn't call him that when y'all was together. Huh? Now all of a sudden y'all no good. And I'm alright, Miss Vicky. You gotta help me out here. So, okay, thank you. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on now. They don't get better till you treat them better. Huh? I used to have these little single sisters coming to my house talking about how wonderful my husband. I told her, I told one, I said, honey, they don't come like that. That right there is a promise, a product of investment and love, fried chicken gravy. All the stuff that wasn't on his diet when he told you he wanted something. All that stuff. I'm breaking Weight Watchers laws trying to get around, get along with this brother. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. Nah, if you ain't willing to invest the love and effort and all that, you ain't getting nothing. Huh? And keep it moving, sister. We didn't talk long enough about my man. Let's change the subject huh i ain't crazy 
Now, I don't live ghetto like I used to, but I do have some remnants. <laughs> Just don't pluck the girl's second to last nerve, okay? The last one, you're going to have to dial 911, but the, don't even get the second to the last one. Uh-huh. Huh? But you know, they've been separated from, from their husband, divorced for 20 years and don't even want to pray for his salvation. Huh? I'm serious. Get mad at you and run out of the room. We're in there praying. I said, can we pray for you? Is he saved? No. I said, can we pray for him? Shoom. Run right crying. Run all out. I said, really? And you're an evangelist? Huh? It's like, slap me and wake me up from this dream. What am I doing here? And I wasn't messing with nobody. I was just asking a question. My goodness. See, that's, that's why, you know, people don't get any farther than where they are. This is why. This, this, they get stuck on this like Mark eleven twenty six twenty five and 26. They get stuck right there and go no further. You got to master that. And you got to mean it from your heart. All is forgiven. You know, sometimes you need to just go to somebody and say, you know what, I really, I, I see right now how a lot of what happened between us was my fault. Whether you really feel that way or not. See, I know it's like it's all alright. Right, 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 right. I know it's a new concept, but just bear with me here. I think I can work this one. Jeez. Huh? You know, and nobody can get, do the claim that they didn't have child support because, you know, the law will go get that for you. You don't have to get your do-rag and your sisters and your mama and your grandma and all them. Got grandma taking her dentures out so they don't get broke. Because you're going to come back with some money for them diapers. How come it's always diaper money? That's just so basic. <laughs> you mean your baby running around with no diaper on? You got to go... Go go jack the daddy up just to get some diaper buddy. I'm scared of this. Anyhow. Well, happy Father's Day. I mean, now that I wrecked that for everybody, but nah, I'm messing with y'all. But you know to do, huh? Forgive. And not just in your heart. Sometimes you need to demonstrate. Ask God to open a door for you to reconcile with that person. Make peace, make things right. You got children together, your children need to grow up peaceful about who their father is. You know, shouldn't give them a reason to hate him. Amen. And just make that thing right. You know, God, can I make this right somehow? I want to. It's important. I want to make things right with everybody. And that's the way, that's the way God has called us to live, folks. 
you do that, your faith will always work. Then you can have what you say. Amen? The Bible says if you pay your vows, in other words, do what you've committed to do to God, you can decree a thing and it'll be yours. Amen? Why? Because you're a person of integrity. God sees that he can trust you. Because then he can trust, he can trust you with your words because he can trust you with your heart. Amen. You'll keep your heart pure. Your words will be pure. Your thoughts will be pure. The things that you want for people will be the right things. Amen. You're not looking to go string somebody up. Amen. Just looking to love people and be peaceful with them and be a help to them. And so understand that that's, that's the next step in everybody's life is to reconcile and be a help to those people that you have been at odds with. Amen. And if it doesn't come this year, cool. Next year, cool. But, but expect it to come. Just put it on your, your list of to do things. God, I want to see this happen and I'm just trusting you for the right time. Open the right door at the right time and we can do that. And so these are, this is the foundation of your faith is righteousness. Right standing with God. Being what God wants you to be at all times. No respecter of persons. You've got to be able to forgive everybody. Amen. Parents have to be careful. Forgive your children. You know, they cut up and act up and you want to be mad for a long time. But you got to go to God with that. And then forgive them and, and help them. You know, let them see you forgiving. And then they will have no choice but to forgive just like you. Amen. So <clears throat> faith in God says to impossible situations move. Amen. It pushes the impossible out of the way so the thing that you desire will come to pass. You must believe and not doubt in your heart. And you might have a lot of thoughts that come in your head that want to cast doubt there, but you can't follow them. Amen. You, you have to cast those down and say, no, devil, I'm not doubting. I'm going to keep this faith. I'm going to keep it. In fact, I'm going to say it twice in your face so that you'll hear me again. Amen. I am healed. Amen. Amen. When we have faith in God, <clears throat> we need to know that we're dealing with the unseen realm. Faith speaks confidently about the unseen realm. So when you have faith in God, you are, number one, lining up with God's word as far as your heart is concerned. And you have his word in your heart as far as that thing that you desire. So when you're believing God to remove symptoms from your body, you want want your healing inside and out, then you must begin to thank him that you're healed. You must begin to declare your healing. Sometimes the enemy will make you think, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's back again. No, affliction will not rise up a second time. Amen. I curse you right now, devil, in the name of Jesus. You can't have me twice. Amen. Amen. You can't get some of them criminals twice. There's people walking around that's murdered somebody. Why? Because they couldn't prove it the first time. Amen. Got acquitted. You can't try them twice. Amen. Anybody will tell you, you get to take your best shot right now. You won't get it again. Amen. 
O.J. Simpson is walking around a free man. Now, even the people that believed he was innocent at first have almost got swayed over all these O.J. jokes. You know what I'm saying? But, honey, he's a free man because they could not prove that he was guilty. It's all about evidence. Amen. It's all about evidence. It ain't about nothing else but evidence. And who you think is in charge of evidence? Huh? God, he makes the invisible visible. He's in charge of everything. Huh? O.J. Simpson's little mama, she's up there praying. She said, God, the effectuous prayers of the righteous. When they, after he was acquitted, they put that, that microphone in her face. Mama was Pentecost. She Kojic. She hard down Kojic too. She don't play. In fact, his first wife, the same way. And his first set of children, they're all Kojic people. You think for one minute Mama Simpson didn't have everybody praying for him? My boy is innocent. He ain't murdered nobody. Huh? God is the judge. <laughs> and believe it. I don't care what other people think. Huh? Defense attorneys report that they had at least 10 miracles that happened during his trial. Things that they wanted to present for his defense. Didn't even know this evidence existed and it showed up. Huh? People called them with evidence. Huh? And one cop, Mark Furman, that had the bloody sock and all that kind of stuff. They found a tape on him or he just talked inward this and inward that and inward this and inward that and all the, and it just came out of nowhere. This woman called and she said, I don't know if you know what kind of man this man is, but I don't know. And I don't know why I saved this tape. <laughs> One of the attorneys after OJ Simpson got off. And got to being stupid again. He said, man, if I was that brother, I'd, I'd go sleep in the church for the rest of my life. <laughs> he, got no, he's, he got no business messing around with the criminal element again. He said, he don't know how to appreciate a miracle. You got me? <laughs> and God knew he was going to squander his freedom when he gave it to him. Just like he knows what we'll squander when he gives it to us. Amen. That don't stop him from giving you his best and giving and, and his mother passed away with her boy still being out of jail. You got me? So sometimes God does that because of a faithful servant. He wants to bless the heart of a faithful servant. Amen. Seriously. He does that for, for people. You know, you look at some people who are, um, Jackie Kennedy had had so much hurt and tragedy. In her life, you know, try, just trying to be a public servant or the wife of a public servant. And um, her boy stayed alive until after she passed away. Then he had, he was a daredevil. People said he did a lot of reckless things in his life. It was very hard for people, friends around him to keep him 
from going off the deep end in different activities and so forth. And they, they know that he wasn't experienced enough to, to be um, piloting that plane. But God waited until after his mother. You understand? what? you got to look at things from where God's sitting. You know, he owes people certain things in life, certain certain graces and certain privileges and he'll see to it that those debts are paid to people you know she sacrificed a lot of personal comfort a lot of personal everything to be the first lady of this nation and serve a nation that god set in motion and so if he looks kindly upon her and keeps her children alive all the days of her life so be it Amen. And so God's hand is in many, many things, folks, because of his mercy and his love toward us. Amen. He He just loves us that much. So never doubt that he wants you well. When When you think about all the mercy that he gives people, and we don't know why. We just see that their life is blessed. We see that they they came out of that difficulty again. We see that their children are blessed. We see that God is blessing people. Not because he just wants to bless them, but because they touched his heart in some way. And they've proven their love for him. And and so we have to keep that always in mind. So So God wants us to have faith in him. We demonstrate our faith in God. How do we do that? Number one, we say what we believe. In 2 Corinthians 4.13, the Apostle Paul says that we have the same spirit of faith. We believe and therefore we speak. What is believed is always spoken on some level or another. You ever say something you didn't mean to say? It slipped out. Amen. It was in your heart all along. Amen. See, many times we get caught <laughs> not doing the right things because these things are in our heart. And then we, your heart gets revealed to you and you say, dang, I didn't know I felt like that. You know what I'm saying? And so we need to root those things out, of course, repent of them and get the word in there. And then God, let him help me to get that out of there and have the right thing in my heart toward this individual, toward this thing. So, we believe and therefore we speak. Amen. Abraham showed God that he believed. Romans uh, 4, if we'll go there. I think verse When the Bible says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, he it wasn't just, okay, I believe you and go back to doing what he was doing. That faith in God caused him to make some kind of a change. It says, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. And so Abraham brought the sacrifice when God told him that he was going to Give him confidence in the fact that he was going to give him a child. Amen. So God said, bring me. And he named all the different animals that he told Abraham to bring. And Abraham brought those. So that faith activity was counted to him as righteousness. Now, if God had told Abraham, bring the sacrifices and he refused, 
then it would not be counted to him as righteousness. So there are some things that God has told us to do to show him our faith. And we have to be careful to carry those instructions out. So the spirit of faith also is a spirit of instruction. It will instruct you of a corresponding action to do to prove to God your faith. You've got to show him your faith. Amen? And so when we show God our faith, that means that he has taken that as the first step toward us receiving our promise. Sometimes you you will will begin to say that confession is always the first act that we do. But then there may be other things that God wants us to add to our faith in order for him to understand that we are, are believing him or get us over more into faith language. You got me? Um, there are things that, that we need to do just to live by faith every day. Seeking him, asking him, open doors for us. We need to have doors of utterance open to us all the time to share Christ with people, to pray for people, to see if people have needs. All of that is is necessary for us to live the justified faith life. So we're not just here praying for stuff for us and waiting for God to send it. We have a mission here and a ministry here in the meantime. And so God wants us to be more. And then after a season, you kind of look at yourself and you say, man, I haven't been begging God for something recently and I haven't lacked anything. It's because now you're getting the hang of it, that he's got you here as long as you are sowing seeds of righteousness. He is accepting them and you're able to to keep your your heart and your mind fertile with obedience to God and the spirit of God so that your expectation is high. But on the other hand, you can't get so overboard on the, the spiritual activities that you let the love thing go. You know, you like you can't buy a lot of people like soul winning, but they don't like their family members. Well, you got to get both of them taken care of. You understand? <laughs> it's family members and souls, too. You understand what I'm saying? We like the, we really like the anointing. We like being used by God. Not enough though, because many times we could do more for God. We realize this sometimes. God has been a long time since I did so and so and such and such. But, but just keep, keep applying yourself to it and it'll catch up with you. You know, you'll have that life that, that just is smooth. It runs smooth as butter all the time because God is there uh, bringing opportunities to you, bringing doors of utterance open, increasing the anointing. You start reading your word more, craving to do certain things for God. It all works together. And so in faith works by love. I don't care if it's in ministry. I don't care if it's in your personal life. It's all got to work by love. You can't dislike people and serve them too. Amen. Gotta love everything. Amen. And so, and, and this is something, you, you know, we kind of have to work on sometimes. And it's a good work. You know, it won't, it won't be in vain. Amen. So when we have faith in God, we have to understand that God is, is God's faith works in the unseen. It is also working to bring the thing that we are believing Him for 
into the natural realm, into manifestation in the natural realm. Now, when when we pray for something, it's already manifested in the spirit realm. You're not praying for something that's not there. It's there. Why? Because the Bible says faith is substance and it's evidence. So really, your faith is your manifestation. Your faith is your evidence. If it's if you don't put apply faith to it, it's not there for you. God has it there in glory. But you won't attach yourself to it in any way until you believe God for it. You've got to believe it's there already. Amen. You've got to believe that his riches are in glory. The Bible says that little idiom, if he doesn't have it, he'll make it for you. But it's made already. It would have to be already made or you wouldn't want it. That These idioms are, are phrases that are made up by humans. And they're talking about human situations. Amen. It's like if, if say, for instance, if I went to a potter and I wanted a certain kind of pot and I described it to him, he said, well, we don't have anything like that right now, but I'll make it for you. Well, he's a natural person. When when they apply that to God, though, that doesn't mean you caught God off by surprise. I'm surprised you want that. Are you kidding me? He knows your down sitting, your uprising, your end at the beginning. He knows everything about you, what's going to happen, what ain't going to happen, what you're going to do right, what you're going to do wrong. He knows everything. So he's already got your stuff. But that little idiom is just to satisfy the curiosity of people who think God's taken by surprise like they are. Your needs are a surprise to you. They're not a surprise to God. He knew when you got paid, you was going, what day you was going to run out of money and put all your happiness down until you got some more money. Amen. So he, he knows already your end at the beginning. So God's faith is continually judging the natural realm. Let me say it again. God's faith is continually judging the natural realm. In Genesis 1 through 3, you see that the earth was without form and void and God judged it. By saying, let there be. You got it? God does not add to situations. He corrects them. Genesis 1-2, and the earth was out form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So he judged the darkness and brought light. You got me? So God's word is continually judging. He just goes through the earth seeing what doesn't line up with his word and correcting it. That's what is faith. That's what we're here for. That's why you pray against abortion. 
That's why you pray against crimes, against all of these things, because God's eye is constantly going through the earth, judging what doesn't line up with his word and wanting to speak a word of correction into it so it lines up with his word. And that's all that's happening with you when you get symptoms in your body and he tells you to start believing him to take them away from you because you are healed. And he's telling you to start putting your faith in that because I'm judging this just like you are judging. It's not right. It's a lie. It's a trespasser. It's invading your peace. It's robbing your health. It's taking from you. And I'm here to judge it. And I've judged it wrong. And I'm here to correct it with my word. That's why I have the people you run into and want to hug on them don't like you. Get used to it. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) The initiation is somebody got to hate on you. And we don't, you know what I'm saying. You just. But you can come in and you just love people and you want to hug them and all that kind of good stuff. And, and they don't like you and you go, what's wrong with me? What did I say wrong? You ain't done nothing wrong. You just showed up. They was hoping to make a disaster of everything. Huh? Run it, run it into the ground, tear it up. And all of a sudden you came in. Uh You ain't here for popularity contest. I got, huh? (laughs) Queen nothing, they'd take that crown off you and beat you with it. Huh? Show up with the Holy Ghost. They didn't invite no Holy Ghost to where you came. They don't want you there. Devil don't want you there. You're there for one purpose and one purpose only is to take some stuff from the devil and take it with you into God's kingdom. God's faith is continually passing judgment. On natural faith. Natural faith believes in the world as it is. And likes it. It is designed to bring the world into divine order. God's faith is. The faith that you use. And you think all you're doing is getting your bills paid. You're bringing the world around you into divine order. Now I didn't want all that. Well, now, no, wait a minute now. Don't put me in that. I just, I just want it. No, you can't do that. You can't just want what you want and get it. And leave the world a mess. Oh, but see, I know we all go to them conferences and look at them videos. We're world shakers. We're world changers. We can change the world. Well, it's going to start in the coffee room at your job. Huh? Where everybody's in there running the boss down and talking about. And you refuse to do it. And once you refuse to do it one time, the devil marks you. You don't even have to say anything. 
for those of you who want to be inconspicuous. Well, see, I'm just going to go in there and get me some coffee, sneak in and sneak out while ain't nobody in there. Huh? <laughs> You're marked. You might as well have a sign on your back that says, kick me, hit me, punch me. Because you're going to get it anyway. Huh? The Bible says all who live godly will suffer persecution. You're not going to escape that. Huh? When God's word starts to come, when the faith of God starts to grow in your spirit, it judges your flesh, the man of your, your flesh man. And it's perceived by you as conviction. See, that's what conviction is. You hear the word, you embrace it and receive it. And something inside of you gets a little agitated. It's something that you're believing that's contrary to the word of God. So see, we perceive it the same way the world does. Inside of you is a little man of flesh that don't want to do the word either. Huh? He wants to just pray one time, get everything, go around hating everybody and tearing everything up and come back and my stuff is here. We don't get to live like that. Amen? And as long as we had that little thing playing around in us, God's not going to give us very much. Huh? Or if we get it, it lasts for a short time. Well, got quiet there, so. (laughs) Whatever. What happens when that word convicts you? You just ask God to help you receive it. God, I see what the problem is now. I don't like this. I don't like the fact that patience is going to mature me. I can't have what I want right away. I might have to lay with this thing for a little bit. Amen? Amen. Don't go into defense mode. You know what I mean? Oh, well, you know, doctors got to make a living. Not off you, they don't. I mean, nothing wrong with it if you really need them, but, you know, come on now. Don't, don't use that as an excuse for not receiving divine health from God. I've heard, I've heard it all. You mean I can't go? I said, I didn't tell you that. You said that. Huh? I don't want to take none of your toys away from you. Or your binky. I just want to take it away from you for a minute, hold it, and see what, you know, you're not going to die. Huh? You didn't lose your mind. I took your little binky pills away for a minute. No, I wouldn't do that thing, right? But you know what I'm saying. You're resting on natural means. All I'm saying is that there's something better for you. You don't have to rest there. Because at some point, that stuff may not work. Huh?
If we don't stop the trend of things, you're not going to be able to get what you want either. Natural supplies dry up. We've been living with that a mild, very mild form of it for the past three months. See? Who knew China was making all the medication? And they don't like us. Who set that up? You understand what I'm saying? Somebody who don't have our best interests at heart. So I strongly suggest we all get more on the word than we've ever been before. You know, people want to, you just God's servant, you trying to minister truth to them, and they get mad at you like you're doing something wrong. You understand what I'm saying? And they're supposed to be believers. See, this word will root out even the fine. Huh? Like it'll clean your bridge work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing back in there you had to put it in Got your lucky tube stuck up in there and they tell you to floss behind it. You can't get nothing up under it. The word will get that. See? It'll get the finest nuance of unbelief. It'll expose it. See? Because God wants you to, for your own sake, to only believe his word. Amen? He said only believe. Believe and not doubt. Believe only the word of God with nothing added to it, nothing taken from it. So the faith in the natural order of things is one level of faith, but as believers, we're to submit to the higher faith. And that's a divine faith, which believes everything, takes care of everything, makes everything right, causes everything to line up with divine order and with God's word. So we're to labor into that faith and quit defending the natural. The natural is going to be here. Trust me. It's always been here. As long as the devil's running around, he's going to have some stuff for people to put their confidence in. But God wants you as a child of God to live confidently in his word. Amen. There are times when the natural just won't be in our favor. You got to you got to understand that. Amen. So we're to believe and therefore speak. And as Mark 11.23 says, we can have what we say or 24. Amen. We need to understand that love fertilizes the soil of our heart. So that your faith works. It works by love. It doesn't work by, you know, God got the last word. Well, what is that? Do you know his word? Amen. You must believe your words will come to pass. And therefore, if you are speaking words that you don't want to see happen, you have to cease speaking them and start speaking the word of God. Amen. You can have what you say one way or the other. So you want to say God's word because it will always come to pass. The Bible says there is no word of God that is void of power. There's power in every jot and tittle of God's word. When you believe God's word and you meditate on it, it becomes alive on the inside of you. Because it's energized with the power of the Holy Spirit. 
It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Amen. So it has overcoming and resurrection power. So it will overcome everything that comes against it. Everything that's not like God, it'll overcome it. The only success is in God and in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit performs what he hears you say out of your spirit. If you're healed, say you're healed. If you're scared to say it, say it anyway and see what happens. Amen. Say it to yourself first. Don't go running around telling everybody else. Uh Uh-huh. You possess what comes out of your mouth. You've got to believe if you say it, it'll come to pass. And you'll have more confidence as you could, if you continually see it as the word of God and not as your words. Amen. Sometimes we get that a little confused. We think we lose confidence because we start thinking it's us. Amen. And really you're speaking, you are really only affirming what God says already. It won't come to pass if he hasn't already said it. He says it through his word. Amen. Go pick up your Bible and begin to read and believe what you read. Mix faith with what you read. And then you begin to repeat it and say it to yourself. Pretty soon it will come out of your mouth mouth. Amen. Genesis uh, uh, 1. I think it's three. It says, by faith we believe. No, it's in 11. By faith we believe that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That means that God constructed the world with his words. Just like you would build a house with a brick foundation and, and then timber or whatever you want to build your house with. It's framed. The world's framed by his word. And it's held together by his word. So that this this world isn't going anywhere unless God says it is. You know, all you little crazy global warming people and people who think the world is. Every generation has a group of people that says the world is going to come to an end in, in like five or ten years. And it never happens. Because the people who who advertise stuff like that aren't servants of God. They don't hear from God. And then the servants of God who will advertise that are liars because he said no man knows the day or the hour. Amen. And so God expects us to live by faith until the end really comes or we leave here, whichever comes first. Amen. So God wants us to continue to feed our faith in his word. As your faith grows, it's able to push more weight in the realm of the spirit. So it's able to push that mountain a little bit farther and a little bit farther. So say, for instance, you do have symptoms in your body. Every time you put the word of God in and meditate on it, you begin to push that symptom out of your body more and more. Amen. And then the word has a chance to grow. Anything that's in your, your, your life that God didn't plant, the Bible says he's going to root it up. So the thing that's of the world 
sin, sickness, death, all of that stuff is a weaker force than God's word is. This is just masquerading as the dominant force in the situation. And really most of it ain't as tough as it's pretending to be. See, the the devil just wants to put that in your mind that it's something to be fearful of or it's something to be, uh, um, you know, withdraw from or ignore it or don't address it, don't challenge it in any way. He wants you to live, kind of coexist with it. Just kind of peacefully let it stay there and continue to grow and grow and grow. That's what he likes. But God wants us to challenge and oppose everything that's not like him. So you speak to your symptoms. You speak to that, whatever that is. You speak to your blood pressure. You speak to your kidneys. You speak to your whatever it is that's not level with God's word. And at at some point, that thing will cave in and give way just like that fig tree did to Jesus' word. It'll shrivel up and die. Amen? We've done that over the years with cancer, any kind of tumor. And we've always had good success. I know we've had healing schools where, you know, you'd have women come up there and I've noticed a lump. I said, pray for them. Go, go look in the bathroom now. Go in the bathroom and check yourself now. Amen. Amen. Don't play around with this. And, and that faith, if they'll grab on with their faith, They'll find out it either shrunk or it disappeared totally. Amen. Amen. If it shrinks only, I pray again. Because I don't want you to go out of here with that thing you came in here with that's not of God. You understand me? So that's my job to do that. Amen. That's your job to do it too. Don't let them things start growing in you and you get scared of them. Amen. You challenge that thing. Your faith can change growth of things that aren't of of God. Can choke them off and kill them and make them die. The seed of confidence in the word is in you. We have to cause that to grow. It grows through meditation. It grows through worship, through thanksgiving, and it grows through using it to challenge whatever it is that it's opposing. Amen. God, I thank you that I have new, new, a new heart. I have a new, uh, confidence in you. My heart is fixed. I don't have heart disease. I thank you, Father, that I trust in you. And I don't have cancer. I thank you, Father. It's cursed at the root. It can't grow anymore. In Jesus' name. Amen. And just begin to thank God for the power. Thank God for Calvary. Thank God that the price is paid. Thank God that you don't have to live with that anymore. Thank God that you're free of disease. Father, I thank you that my body is healed, healthy, whole, normal, According to your covenant. And I thank you Lord. Symptoms I curse you. At the root. In the name of Jesus. 
dry up, shrink, shrivel up, and die in Jesus' name. You can't have me. I'm blood-bought. The blood of Jesus has paid for me to tell you to go away and leave me alone in Jesus' name. Now, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 103.2 says, forgetting out all his benefits. Remember, it's when you get up in the morning, God, I thank you for the benefit of soundness in my body. When you go to bed at night, Father, I thank you for the benefit of health and healing in my body. Amen. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy. I thank you, Lord, that I didn't do everything right today. And you forgive me and I'm cleansed from all unrighteousness. And I can expect goodness and mercy to follow me all the days of my life. Amen. And that's how we live by covenant, folks. We live that way every single day. So keep your faith out there. Keep your faith strong. Keep your faith working on your behalf and the behalf of others around you. Allow God to refresh everything in your life. Amen. With your faith. Praise God. Amen. We'll stop. Father, we thank you for your word, for understanding. Thank you, Lord, for faith, for goodness, for mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you are the God of all flesh. Nothing's too hard for you. Right now, I take authority over every errant thought, every errant word, every errant lie that's been told to people in this assembly and online and on the Internet in the name of Jesus. And I curse those words and I render them harmless against us. And I thank you, Father, for giving us life, wholeness, soundness and goodness in Jesus name. Amen and praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen.